Welcome to Conversations With. I am your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you're listening, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. I'm joined today by my guest, Fereza Mundi. We talk about the current climate and theatre at this moment in time. We talk about his journey of getting into acting and his job at the Blackpool Dungeons. We talk about his role as Donkey in the Blackpool Operatic Plays production of Shrek the Musical, which was halted due to COVID-19 just weeks before going on at the Blackpool Grand Theatre. We also talk about his YouTube channel and keeping busy during these troubled times. You can view the full conversation on YouTube. The link is in the description of this episode. Make sure to subscribe to watch all episodes of Conversations With. You can always follow the podcast on Instagram at Conversations With. Jamie for updates, behind-the-scenes pictures and exclusive clips. Now here is my conversation with Fraser Mundy. You work at the dungeon, like what was it like when it first happened with Covid, like what was the situation there, like what happened? A bit nerve-wracking because you um, have to make sure you stay away from everyone mainly because you're normally used to being practically right next to them to try and freak them out a little bit and scare them a little bit. Uh, in a fun way as well can't have it to look too scary because it's obviously a family attraction but um having to make sure to keep in with the um the covid um situation and the guidelines it's quite quite um, a task but it's good fun at the same time because you just don't know what could happen next with people because like normally they would lash out at you and like freak out a bit (laughs) and uh it's like you can't even be anywhere near them just sort of like please calm down as I say, like with them going back now because you're back at work, do they have to wear masks or mm. are all like the, the jesters and the freaks wearing masks outside when they're <laughs> mm. so as a performer yeah, you've got to yeah. wear a mask and still pronunciate and use yeah. your words properly. Oh, we, like, we have yeah. to pronunciate more than we would normally would. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they they look through hard to cover everything. They don't understand anything that they're saying. <laughs> <It's so laughs> <hard>. oh, really? Uh. <laughs> I could it's good fun though, but like my uh, my throat is really paying the price right now because of like being back for two weeks now and working straight on a lot of uh, the big characters as well, and, like having to use my voice. Um, it it's straining a little bit it's because it mainly hasn't been used as much as it has um, throughout the uh, lockdown p- period. So I've had four months off not doing much and going back straight into it, just like oh my god, give me a break. <laughs> You mentioned obviously you play all different characters, so the amount of scripts that you have mm. to learn and lines. How many characters are they that you actually mm. play in the in the is it show? Um, we say ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a show. Yeah, yeah. there's about ten characters altogether. But um, yeah, we have um, when you start, there's like a period of like about a week where you have to learn those uh, scripts, and then three days to get them perfected in rehearsals, and then you get shadowing days, and then you go straight into your um, into the job so it's not like you have literally like that. You one best. single character like you've got to know everything because one day someone like one in sick you're like you've got a feeling yeah. for him today or it's like okay just throw mm. you in yeah, yeah. All different costumes and lines and scenarios yeah. yeah 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 it's literally like you, you don't mainly have a time to think sometimes especially when coming back as well like even though i've been doing this is my fourth year now that i've been there um in, next month will be my four, uh, four years since i've joined and um even when going back at the beginning of this month, I'm just there like, I'm on this character next. Do I remember the script? <laughs> I'm having to go through the whole thing. I'm just all like, do I remember that one? 
Who knows halfway through, I'm like, oh, I do remember this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have like a favourite character or least favourite character that you play? Or like you're like, you look at the rote and you're like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know if you can say if you get told off that? by your bosses or <laughs> make sure they yeah, put you on. I'm, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I'm going to keep it quiet on the characters. But um, yeah, I've never had a day where I'm a bit sort of like, oh God, get me off this position. But um, it's the whole a, lot, a lot of the days I'm a bit sort of like performing. Like you, just, no matter what role you're doing, you just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you mean? You, you got to have to really, especially when you're actually in the actual industry. Yeah, whatever if you audition you get given a role and it's not the role that you wanted just take it because at the end of the day it's it's money in your pocket and if you played that role better than the other one they obviously see that you can do something so that's, that's how i see it as and a lot there's a lot of people that i have known that um complain a lot i mean i know it's obviously um, a lot mainly in amdram and like just um things like that where it's not anything big or major but in the real industry, if if you were to complain, they're just like, all right, get out of here. We got someone else that can take your place, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, they could easily do that with like um, where I work in the dungeons and all that. They could literally just say, like, well, get out of here. We can easily find some a new actor. So like, if you've got a swing on I, West End, you're not going to complain, are you? If you're a swing on the West oh, End, no, definitely not. Like, I don't care yeah. what role I've got. Just get me on. I don't mind. I no, know somebody exactly. who's um, a exactly. swing. Uh, Mercedes' cousin is a swing in waitress. I went to go see him a few oh, months yeah. ago, and luckily he was on that night. Because again, you don't know until the night when you're going to be on board. Mm. It's you, you won't care what role you take. It's just like you said, it's a swing. You just want to perform mm. and you don't matter. And he's performed. Exactly. I don't know if you've seen Waitress. He's also performed as Jenna's husband as well. He's like an abusive one as well. So he could be going right. in from like a backstage dancer to like going into one of the principal roles. <laughs> it's just the swing process, similar to what yeah. you do now. It's like you could have a minor role one mm. day and then you come back off your lunch and it's like, oh, I'm doing the major role now. <laughs> yeah. It, it's good practice, to be honest, actually, because obviously you, when we go on break, we literally just got to get straight back into the swing of like being in that character. Whereas like when you said, um, like understudies, um, I went to see um, Dear Evan Hansen in February. Absolutely amazing show. It really is. But there's an understudy or about two of them that do about three characters. And they've got to know all three of those characters and they could go, go on at any moment and have to know those lines specifically. And knowing three parts of the script, that's a challenge in itself. Like because you've got to remember like, oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm, be I'm being Jared, but all I can remember is all of Evan's lines. <laughs> like literally like you could go on, you'd be like, oh, you gotta be Evan. And I I'm now <laughs> only thinking about something different. <laughs> but um, no, um, you are. I was gonna say the, the worst part, like we can't talk about Dara and Hansen yet. Because it's still sore. Okay. Because I had tickets, obviously. And then obviously have lockdown happened. It? No, I had tickets oh, in May. No. <laughs> oh, God, did you? <laughs> yeah. I had a ticket by myself. I bought it a Wednesday, 40 quid, right in the middle. Like a really good seat. Oh. Downs. It was like ready to book the train tickets and everything. I was like, I'll book them close to the date. It'll be cheap. Have a nice day in London, mm. come back, we'll have rehearsals or do whatever Wednesday night. Oh no, it was May, so we wouldn't have mm. rehearsals. And it, I think that's why I booked it in May, because we didn't have rehearsals. So I booked it in May after the show. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, this is going to be great. I'm finally going to go watch it. It's £40, great price. Dear Van Hansen, here we go. And then obviously I got it refunded. So I was like, mm. 
<laughs> so it hurts. <laughs> oh, that's gutting. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But it'll be coming back, definitely, for next year especially. And next year it's going to be probably a lot stronger than it was this year. I think every single show in the West End or anywhere will come back literally 10 times better. Not even that, maybe 100 times better than what they were normally. Yeah. But yeah. Unfortunately, one's not yeah. obviously no, coming back because Phantom is obviously gone now, hasn't it? Phantom well, of the Opera. this is the thing. Yeah, they were saying that it is going, but it's not technically going, apparently. It's only going for like a bit of a refurb and then it's coming back. Oh, so fair. it's actually not going at all, but I, I hope it's not going because it was a great show when I saw it. And I'm not a big fan of Phantom either. Like, um, I, I just got fed up with the story. I thought it was just a bit too, like, I don't know. It was just very mellow, really. I didn't, I didn't find it any interesting as much. But when you actually go to see the show, um, not the one that they did on the Royal Albert Hall for the 25th anniversary, but the, um, the actual stage performance yeah. of it at the um, Her Majesty's Theatre, absolutely amazing. It really is. Like, you're literally drawn in that you are in this theatre that they're in and you're just seeing everything just like, like all the, fan, the phantom being everywhere. Yeah. Um, try not to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but obviously the phantom, there's a lot of illusions in the show. Um, the costumes are phenomenal. The chandelier, especially when it crumbles down to the stage, it's amazing. It really is. And the, the set, wow. The set yeah. is phenomenal. Like, if anything, I think the set that, that blew me away. Yeah. Like, it is, it's a phenomenal show. It really is. It really is. I've seen the DVD, um, obviously the movie with mm. Gerard Butler, and I've seen the live 25th anniversary. And it's supposed to be yeah. coming to Manchester. So we were looking mm. to obviously go to Manchester uh, because, again, I'd like to see it live and experience it. But, again, everything's thrown into limbo. You don't know what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so with musicals, do you remember like the first musical you went to go see, either West End or... Um, well, I, there was, I, do ha I do remember my first show in the West End, but the, um, my first ever show that I ever saw, it was when I was five or six years old, and my mum thought it'd be uh, a good idea, uh, just thinking, oh, just see if he likes it. And um, she took me to go and see Cats that came to the Winter Gardens, and I was, I was only about five or six, so for, for a five or six-year-old's mind... <laughs> it would be the most amazing thing ever. Cause like you just see all these cats crawling around you, dancing around and singing and everything. And I was just absolutely blown away with it. And from then on, I was like, that's what I want to do. I don't know why. I don't know why cats decided to make me think, Oh, I want to be like that. I want to be a cat. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was the, it was the way it was all done. Like it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. And from literally that night onwards, uh, when I was still young, literally six years old, I was always in my back room, getting all the furniture, moving it around and creating like a little stage. And I, I bought the sound, my mum bought the soundtrack for me that night as well. And I'd always put on the whole show by myself, playing every single character, remembering every single little bit of the show and doing it spot on. And my mum my mum always remembers me doing that. I remember parts of it, but I do remember actually doing, like putting on the show in my back room for everyone. But um, yeah, that, from then on, I think that's when I wanted to do everything. Then I went on to um, go to Paul Nicholas School of Acting, which was in Thornton uh, quite a few years ago now. I think I was only like about 
nine or ten when that happened yeah. and then left there about after a year and a half and then went to a um, fifth school called Scream which is off uh, Moby Drive yeah. um, and I was there until I was about 16 I think and I really enjoyed it there I got a lot of training that I needed to do if I wanted to carry on to which I went and did and uh, went on to do college and I did BTEC there and then from my BTEC um, decided that I would go to uni um, the uni was the tricky one because I was a bit sort of like, do I want to go? And then it was more like me and my mum talking about it, saying, well, I've come all this way wanting to be a performer. And if I don't go to uni now, is, is, there, was, is there any point of me carrying on doing what I want to do? So then I thought, I'm going to audition. So I auditioned for um, a few. And, but the main one I wanted to go to was um, Black from the Fowl, the same place I was at because it was a university itself anyway. And um, I studied musical theatre there for three years. Um, the first year I kind of did want to drop out because I was a bit like, this isn't for me. But then I thought, no, I'm going to see how further I can get. Second year got a lot better. And the third year I was like, I want to do all this again because it was so good. And the training there is brilliant. It really is. It might have gotten a lot better now as well because of like... Um, different training and different teachers and everything but um everything that i learned there is all i needed to learn and it's literally everything that was practically the same that i would have learned if i was down south in london which is where i wanted to be in the first place I, like i thought to be a performer your best option is to be london area or yeah. like glasgow which had um, another good um grades for that but um i just thought no i'm gonna stick with blackpool Fard and just see how it's like and they're, they're superb. They really are. They really are a good university. You'd think because it's in Blackpool, you would be a bit sort of like, eh. but it, it really isn't. Like, it's actually a hidden place where actually more people should be more knowledgeable about. Because, like, we've been known as the West End of the North, I think it is. I think we are known as that or something yeah. like that. Probably say yeah, so. Blackpool is like Vegas, isn't it? Yeah. So it's always been like Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. 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 But um, and then obviously after uh, university, it was actually my thir third year that I was doing um, in university that Ni um, Nigel from BOPS, he, he um, asked me if I um, could be in Priscilla, uh, which was on at the Grand Theatre, and because um, they needed more guys who could dance. Yeah. I would have said yes, but the thing is, it was my final year. I needed to do my dissertation, needed to get that completed. Also had Greece, which I was uh, playing Danny Zuko in. Um, at the Grand Theatre for four, uh, for four performances. And I just thought, if I take that on, um, Priscilla, it'd be... You don't want to jeopardise your studies. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think I, d I don't think I'd have come out with what I got in the end, which was a 2-1, a, a second-class degree, which I'm really proud of, because I, I wasn't even expecting to get that. I was expecting just to be like a 2-2. A but um, to get a 2-1, like, I'm, I'm really pretty proud of myself. I really am. And, and like... At first, it'd been great to have a first, but I knew that I wasn't first standard. Mainly, it's because of the um, what do you call it, the academics um, part of it. Like the actual performing, I could do easily, but it's when it gets to the academic bit, I'm a bit like, ah, uh, because I I understand it, but when writing about it, it's the writing bit that gets yeah. me because I'm I I just not good with words at all. I'm one of those that I'm quite a tactical person throughout college and university. I made sure every degree, yeah. like everything I studied for, didn't have any exams. So I've never done, yeah. I've never done an exam besides my GCSEs because I can't do them 
I'm supposed to be a scriptwriter, and obviously that's what I did my um, that's what I did my degree in. But I can't write. I yeah. can't sit and write. I did my dissertation in six hours because I just feel like if I just sit there and write, I can do it. But if I'm doing an mm. exam, I can't do it. It's, no. it's, it's an awkward yeah. like in your head. So like I said, you can mm. perform, do that fine. But when you're sitting and maybe it's the pressure of doing an exam or anything like that, yeah. and you just sat there yeah. and with. But I think the only reason I didn't do performing arts at university um, is one of those, like you said, do I go, do I not go? Um, mm. It's because... I think people, when they go down, it's all about auditions. I know, obviously, going to university, it's getting the experience of auditioning and putting on shows. Yeah. But if you want to be an actor, you, I've always had in my mindset, you just go and do it. You just go audition, 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 mm. audition. But I respect all the people that went to university because you learn Stanislavski, you learn all different mm. techniques that obviously you would never even heard of if you didn't do anything like that. Yeah. And obviously, as a student at Blackpool and the Fowl as well, I was... Um, I was HE president for a year as well, so I know all behind yeah. the scenes of it all. So it is a very good one. I am going back next year as well to do my PGCE, so I'll be, I'll hopefully be a teacher there next year as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, it's a bit mm. uncertain time of what's going on with if I'm going mm. to class or anything. But um, mm. I actually had an audition for Lipper, but I never went. Oh yeah. Oh why? So it's it's one of those like maybe fear of rejection or I didn't actually want to do it. I don't yeah. know, but it's always nice to know I could have got it, but if I went, I probably wouldn't have got it, but I may have got it yeah. because I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> so. this, this is the excitement I like about it sometimes as well. Like when you sort of like, Oh, I really want to go for that audition, but am I good enough for it? Like you just, it, really in my mind it's just sort of like go for it because you just don't know like it, you, it could turn out a different way that you think it would do or it might be completely as you think it was going to be anyway but um no I like, it's always been my motto of like if I'm wanting to do something and if I'm so determined to do it I'd go for it and if it means means that I get knocked down for it then it is what it is at least I learn from that um, but yeah, like, like you said, with uh, learning new things in um, university, I wasn't much of a big Sondheim fan, uh, Stephen Sondheim, um, before university. But as soon as I started in first year, I started to learn more about him. And that's how I got into the likes of Company and Sunday in the Park with George and Passion and Assassins. Because of the way it's beautifully written and performed by all the performers like you actually do feel the emotions that like out of every other performance i've seen it just it's not as not as upstanding like he's he's the shakespeare of musical theater is basically is uh is sondheim like the first ever thing i ever saw um of sondheim's work was sweeney todd um the johnny depp movie yeah. now he enjoyed that but it, I, I don't know. It was it's something a bit iffy about it. I think it was because of him. I don't know why, but it was very, it was just the way he performed it. But then when I watched, um, I can't remember his name, but I watched another person do it, but it was um, a performance live. And I was like, that's how it's meant to be done. Because I, I felt something. Whereas in the Johnny Depp version, I was like, he's just, he's just playing himself. I think that's why he get he gets so stuck in himself and thinking, oh, he's a good actor and everything. And, that's it. Like, no, no, no offense to the guy. He's great. He's very good, especially when he plays Captain Jack Sparrow. But 
with a lot of his characters, it's just very him, and like you, you just can't, he just can't get away from it. But that's why when um, I like to see different people playing roles in stage, because even though you've seen that show before, seeing someone else play it, it's a bit sort of like, oh, who did I prefer from that? Yeah, it's like um, I watched Hamilton uh, recently, the um, one, the original one on um, Broadway Plus. with um, Disney Plus, yeah, and I've seen that live, and. Um, I was a bit sort of like, am I going to enjoy this? Uh, even though I've seen the actual, like the, the original West End cast first, but um, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought it w- I would. But I enjoyed how the King was played because they were very similar were the ones that I saw in West End and um, Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff, yeah. It is Jonathan, Jonathan Groff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frozen yeah. and uh, Glee and stuff, yeah. Mm, yeah um but he, like jonathan was just phenomenal he was great at that like he literally was made for that character but um the other guy that was in the west end like that was it was the first time that i ever saw king george being played and i thought it was incredible and then putting him alongside jonathan groff i was like oh it's hard to compare these two because they're both really good but they got in different comparisons because um Obviously, the one in the West End, very British, which is what King George needed to be anyway. Yeah. But um, it's like Jonathan Groff was trying to play the British character and still did it perfectly. Yeah. It, really, like, it was just a, a good like, masterclass work, really, I thought. It was so funny. I think that's one of the things with um, different characters. I'm a little bit different to that. Like, I can't listen to an album before I go watch the show because if it's a different actor, I'm like, it's completely mm. different. So, and it yeah. moves into the story. So if it's something I don't know, obviously mm. you're looking at the song list and it's like, okay, this is kind of a story spoiler line. Obviously there's different stuff yeah. like Mean Girls. I went to see Mean Girls on Broadway and that's incredible. I don't mind listening to some of that because I know the story, I love mm. the film. Mm. But other stuff like um, I went to go see and it's like, I refuse, like, I refuse to listen to Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack because I know it will spoil mm. it. The only song I've listened to yeah. is Waving Through Window, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the opening songs. Uh, yeah, and I'll yeah. always be disappointed because I know it's not Ben Platt, and Ben Platt is incredible, and I love his voice. Like, he's amazing. Ben oh, Platt. yeah, yeah. What I'd say, though, is, like, even though you have um, listened to Ben sing that song, try completely forgetting him. Like, just listen to it, just like, oh, he's just singing a song. And then when you go to see the show, just don't even think it, ha- it had him in ever at all. Yeah. And just see who is there, because honestly, the it, it, it's so much difference. It really is, and it makes it makes it feel so much better as well when you know it's not the person that you wanted to see in the first place. Because I didn't really listen to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack a lot. I only listened to like a couple of songs, and then everything else was like a surprise to me. Because I didn't really know the story that much. I only just knew about a few songs and like what was going on, this that next thing. But I didn't know exactly what happened in the second act or nearer to the end on how how he how he got to where he was in the first yeah. place um but no it, it, like seeing things live is more enjoyable than actually listening to it like i enjoy listening to soundtracks but i only listen to them when i have actually seen it because i know yes. that oh this is something i really enjoyed i'll enjoy it again whilst listening like on the walk or something like that um and you can picture thing, it like, on the stage kids. again because you've obviously you've mm. watched it and then you listen yeah. to it and you're like remembering what it was like on the stage and the choreography and what was happening on the stage at the time. You can have a visual image to what you're listening to. Mm. Yeah, but that's why I was um, just about to say Kinky Boots then because um, I never actually listened to any of the soundtrack at all. I only listened to a few, a few songs 
But um, when, I, when I see it live, when it came to Blackpool, I was just like going in with a fresh eye and I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy this or not. At first I was like, I think I'm just going to enjoy for what it is. And then that's it. I'll just be walking away and like, I'll never want to do anything with that again. And I saw it and I was like, this is incredible. Like the, the way it was written, the comedy in it, this, the actual, um, the choreography is amazing. The storyline's brilliant. And um, yeah, I just, I was just so blown away with it because I, was, I just didn't know what to expect. And it was just really well directed and well done. It really was. And the fact that it was not much set either. So I love shows when, where it doesn't have a lot of set. Yeah. where um, it's minimal as, as much as it can be. Just to tell you, this is where it's set. You don't need to know anything else. If they move like, to a different place, you can just understand that oh, they're not in the factory or whatever anymore. Um, but yeah, that's why when um, Les Mis updated itself to just have like, um, I think it's got LED screens now or something like that to sort of change the background of where it is. Well, in the original one that was in the West End, which isn't anymore now because it got updated when uh, before um, it changed its name to the Sondheim Theatre, um, I was luckily to see that because it was the original one and uh, it had the um, revolving table on it um, and just no backdrops or anything. It was literally just brick walls for the set and everything and that was it. Whereas I heard about a few things about the, um, the touring one, which is now taken over in the West End, uh, just to revolutionize it and bring it up um it i don't know i just don't, didn't like the sound of it like people said it's not changed the show but i don't know for me i feel like it might just a little bit it might just make it out of it yeah because i i enjoy going to the theater and just sort of watching and be immersed into it like something different even though you can't see the scenery around you but if they're acting that really well then you don't need the scenery to tell you where it is. Like, oh, I'm in a park, but actually that's still in the side of a house or something like that. It's but, one thing um, I always got you... taught in university is basically show it, not tell it. So it's basically you've got to have, you've got to perform. It doesn't matter where it is. You're going to tell this location. Mm. Everything that you need is going to come from you. And obviously mm. your interaction with this person, that's what they should be looking at. It doesn't matter about the stage. Yeah. That's why some of the uh, woman in black was incredible. If you've, ever, if you've seen that yes. on stage. It's just, just about to say that to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally I was just about to that. say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like minimal set, two people. Yeah. And obviously the woman. Um, mm. I don't know why I did that. She is a woman, but you know. <laughs> but, um, is she now? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that set was incredible and that's all you oh, needed. Yeah. It was their perfect acting, the noise, mm. the ambience of the theatre, like especially the, in the ground. The horse and cart. Yeah, the horse and cart. Like, Because um, in the film, you, you know that they're going across the um, the bog, thing, yeah. like the, the tides out and everything, and they're just going across. But literally it's just a, a um, Hessian box that they're sat on. Yeah. And just they've got horse... Um, trotting noises going on so you, you know that they're going somewhere but you can't see it but it's so well done that you actually do believe they are moving and even with the train as well they're on the train and there's no train there it's literally the same set it's just a like you can just tell they're on a train with the way they're performing and acting which is why i enjoy theater where minimal minimal set and great actors and especially when they don't have any microphones on either like literally it's just their voices and, and just them. It's just their actor, which is what I like about theatre. Yeah. 
Um, with, um, I can't remember what I was going to say, with Kinky Boots, it's Cindy Lauper, mm. isn't it? And it was going back to Kinky Boots because um, it won, it completely shocked the Tonys and completely won everything at the Tonys, didn't it? Especially mm. something that's mainly British as well, um, mm. how it transcended into America. Have you watched the film before as well, or do you just go in blind in the musical? Because I recently watched I, the film and then watched the stage show, and I was like, mm. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a difference with the with the actual movie one, really. I found not much of a difference, but there's like tiny little bits. But um, with the stage show, they made it a bit more entertaining. Whereas the film, it was just sort of like very laid low sort of thing. Like this, we'll just tell the story as it is and just have its ups and downs where it needs to be. Whereas a stage show, it needed to be quite more entertaining just to get the audience on the side and everything. But um, um, I watched the stage show first and then watched the movie and then watched the stage show again, just yeah. so as I could see what I thought about it. And I do, I do like both of them, but I probably would prefer the, the actual show itself because it just gives it gives me more like if i it's a hard one because it just it's telling you like you can just be who you want to be and no one else should tell you who you should be because it's up to you it's your life and everything um and especially with um with with men as well which is why it was quite a powerful story because you just sort of it's sort of like oh it's the women these days that um feel they're not part of the thing if you, if you know what I mean. Well, it's like, obviously, in the character of Dom, he's like a big man and yeah. can't accept that, obviously. A man has to yeah. be a man's man. And obviously, Lola's mm. obviously a man. He's, like, mm. not spoiling it, but obviously, he was, like, a, a boxer. Like, he was a proper man, yeah. but enjoyed, obviously, wearing frocks and drag, and that's what he was really good at. And like you said, it's about being yourself and embracing who you are. Yeah. And I think yeah, a lot of women... This is what I was going to say. A lot of women can... Um, be who they want to be because yeah. it's, it's not judged upon with them whereas a man it takes a long time for them just to sort of say oh this is this is who i am just accept me whereas now we're in a, a world where it is more accepting well we, we think it is anyway yeah. um but um it's more accepting this the, the world and the generation right now to that no one should be ashamed of who they should be and just yeah. just go out and just do it but back back then um it being quite hard, especially um, Billy Elliot, which is another one, like a young lad who's in boxing and then just going into ballet straight away. Yeah. Like, they'll be sort of like, what, why? <laughs> but um, even now, like when, if, if there was someone who wanted to do, like say, did, did football and thought I wanted to be a, uh, I don't know, like, just anything that's something completely different to what they wanted to be in the first place or what their family told them that they should be. Like it's more accepting now that if you want to do what you want to do, just go and do it and don't let anyone else, even even your parents tell you that you should do that. Listen to a certain amount of like what they say, but just, yeah. Yeah. So going off Kinky Boots, obviously we are hopefully going to be doing yeah. Kinky Boots next year. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to, say if there's anybody you've got in mind that you want to play or is anything part of being in the show you're looking forward to the most or? um I'd, I'd like to play charlie mm. i would like to play charlie that's um a character that i've always wanted to play ever since i saw the show it was a character i wanted to play before the show as well because of the um one of the songs that's in it um soul of a man i really enjoyed I love soul song. of the man uh, this is, that's the only song it's... i listen to 
like from the soundtrack. Mm. It's on my on repeat on Spotify now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a very it's a powerful song, and it it gets more um, it gets me more emotional every time I listen to it because I'm just all like, this is a man that's like, who's who's torturing himself a little bit because he wants yeah. to be as good as his father, but he's never go he never really is going to be. So he needs to accept that he's not going to be up to the standard of his father, but he can take some of his father, like his father's like um, things that he's like, he's learned from his father and doing his own way. It's like when he went on the stage at the end of In the Boots, he would have probably never done that in the first place if he never met Lola. Yeah. Like he'd have thought that I'm not doing that. That's stupid. That's not what a man should be doing at all. A man should never wear boots or wear frocks or anything like that. But because of Lola doing that and selling him that it is fine, that is it, it's normal. It's what we all it, like people would do now. Yeah. That he accepted that, and just to get people more, more accepting of those sort of things makes things better. To be honest, that's one thing that I be struggling with because, and also probably be good with Charlie, because I've never done drag and I've never worn high heeled boots. This is so that's why I'm a bit sort of like Mercedes about. I'm like, mm. obviously, if we're doing kinky boots, do we all have to start wearing heels now to practice ready? Mm. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, because obviously, yeah. most of them, obviously, the it's obviously guys dancing around in drag. So there's not a lot of women in this one, considering obviously mainly bops and places like that are mainly dominating. Amjam is mainly mm. women. They always struggle for male actors. Yeah. Whether that because, like you said, mm, you're not supposed to men should be going out and doing this and they shouldn't act mm. and that's why especially in blackpool though, there's not a lot of male actors in am amateur dramatics yeah. yeah i think we're going to struggle a little bit i think we're going to struggle quite a bit to find uh, male actors we might even get to the part where we might have to try and bring people in well we might but... have to have women dressing up as men dressing well, up as women yeah <laughs> yeah it probably would have to be yeah <laughs> at but, least they can um... walk in the heels yeah, yes. <laughs> but um, I think at least if we have the main characters and especially the angels as the right characters, then I'm sure the ensemble wouldn't really matter. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't know. I think that's how I see it as anyway. But um, I mean, there's enough space for people. Oh, definitely. Definitely. After seeing the show, I'm like, I really want to be in the show. Really want to be in the show. Like, it's, I think it's going to be... A, it's going to be a good one for Blackpool, especially. Like, it'll definitely bring the money in, especially for the Grand Theatre to help them out for next year, especially. Um, they're, they're looking at a really good good year next year if everything goes to plan for the rest of this year. Hopefully it does. Hopefully nothing will actually transfer over to next year and be like, screw everything over for next year. But um, hopefully it's, it's going to be a good one next year of hopefully with us. We know we know Kinky Boots is uh, like hopefully going to be happening in, in yeah. March, end of March, I think it is. I think you can book it's tickets end now of for March. March. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, if we can get people booking for tickets for that, and I definitely recommend it. I think more people need to go and see theatre and appreciate it, especially with the time that we're in at the moment of people saying it's a hobby, it's not an actual industry when it very clearly is. There's um, so many, so many people out of a job right now. And it's not just performers. It is literally technicians, um, costume yes, designers, yes, set designers. Stage managers. And so obviously. many. Literally, there's like so many people that are at risk. And literally, if theatre isn't a thing, it, it literally could, it, it could be the end of it. It really could be. And it, 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 
it started off a bit so like okay this isn't as bad as we think but it got through further and further through the four months and even to now to which i'm like is this going to work are we gonna keep it going or are we gonna now lose this and i'm like we're all gonna have to find completely different jobs but yeah yeah, it, it, I think it will all work out in the end. It's just that we're all going to have to make sure that we stick together, bring more people in and get more people appreciated of what the arts is because it is an amazing thing. It really is. Like, it's not just theatre. It's like all the painters and or just anything that you would, would class as art. Yeah. We just need people to appreciate that more because it's a very un, quite underrated um, profession especially as they do get paid quite a bit as well. Especially going a little bit slightly away from musical theatre, obviously with live stage shows, you've got gigs as well. Gigs are in the same category. Mm -hmm. So if people are saying, well, I don't want to go see theatre, I don't want to go see like a live show, and people go see gigs, mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing. Those are putting exactly. on a show. They do their yeah. songs in a certain order to <laughs> tell a story and put on a show, just like yeah. performers are. So yes. I don't understand why but people they say I'm not looking like mm. not interested in theater like theater yeah that's the one thing i miss from being in lockdown is that in the cinema like going out and experiencing mm. going out and watching something and just having that yeah. whole experience it's not just about watching something new it's the experience i'd happily go and watch yeah um what have i watched the most i don't even know i think i've only watched stuff once i don't think i've watched oh, book of mormon mm. book of mormon twice oh wow. uh, i think that's the most i've watched the show i'll happily mm. go and see that over and over and over again yeah but, speaking before from book of mormon i went into that not knowing anything about book of mormon i knew it's from south mm. park so i was like i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy it it's south park and then i bought the program yeah. as i always do and i was looking through it and i was like why have all these africans in it i'm like what's happening i had no idea they went to <laughs> africa or anything so i literally knew nothing about the plot so i'm just there going okay <laughs> this is great <laughs> and it's not even the song i believe I mean, did you not listen to that song at all? I don't, I don't, I like not know any... No, I didn't know any song. No. I refused to listen to The only one I heard wow. was Hello, because again, it's the right. main in the first song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you performed Hello, didn't you, as well in uh, college? Yes, yes, it was, um, well, in, I think it was um, university. It was a, um, we did a cabaret sort of gig um, at the uh, Viva um, venue. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was like one of our opening numbers for the men. We all um, took a, a role of one of the um, oh, Mormons. Nice. Yeah, that's them. Yeah. <laughs> that's like them people. <laughs> Those people that go to your doors and say, do you like a book written by Jesus? <laughs> but um, yeah, we all played a role of that. And I have to say, it was very, I enjoyed that. I really did. But um, I don't, it's a show that I'd have to see to see if I actually en would enjoy it. Because I, I don't know, especially around this time, would I feel a bit uncomfortable with it? Like, especially with everything that's been going on or would like, would things have changed in the show that to make it sort of bring it up to now? But the thing is, the only thing is that it was done by South Park and they're a very risky sort of um, creators, aren't they really, when you think of it? So but I don't even know anything about the show. Like there's a bit in it where... Uh, the main character, obviously played by Josh Gad in the original one, uh, Elder mm. Cunningham, he can't say the name of the woman, so he changes the name all throughout the play. So he's going mm. like Nutella or Nagabadabada, and obviously the biggest roar of the night, he goes Nigel Farage, and everybody just goes, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it's just like stuff like that. Again, I, I, I yeah. doubt you could put COVID in there. Like, go oh, COVID nineteen yeah. instead of sort of going. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that they could do because that's mm. the thing about going to see something. It could be different every night, and it's a different experience. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I went to see Back to the Future twice, and that was incredible. Mm. Like, it's my favorite film. I cried basically all the way like, throughout it. It's amazing. And the second time was even better than the first time uh, because the first time went to the premiere. So it's the first show. Obviously, it's going to be a bit. Yeah. Um, just testing the ropes to see what it's like. But going to see different live performances, there's always going to be that something that's a little bit different. That's going to be, it's never mm. the same twice. No matter how many yeah. times you learn your lines, learn everything, it's always going to be mm. slightly different. And that's of the beauty is. of life there. Yeah. Um, is there any role? that you'd love to play? Like, what is your dream role in theatre? Oh, God, that's it. That's Somebody that basically you like Johnny Depp now, and he just basically went, we've got this musical, you want to be in it? He'd be like, yeah, because Johnny Depp would get any role he wants. If he wanted to be oh, like yeah. Evan Hansen, he'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll go to Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> he could we do it. We needed to play a 17-year-old Johnny. <laughs> I want you to play Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. <laughs> It'll do it. Um, God, I don't know. I'd like to play Gaston, but I'm not like. You feel like I'm no, not, I'm not. I'm not, 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 not mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get to the gym and grow a bit more. I'm only like <laughs> five seven, I think. So yeah. Um, oh God. I don't know. Like, there's so many. There's so many characters and so many shows that I really enjoy that I would happily, happily do any of them. I'd happily do any of the male characters altogether. Um, I'd like to play Evan. I would like to play Evan. He's a good contender to play. Um, like thinking, even not, not even about, look, say obviously with COVID and everything, the good thing about this is people yeah. being more creative and doing other oh, stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I've got like an Audible, I've got Audible subscription. And they've mm. recently uploaded like Sandman, it's a comic, uh, but they've got all different actors playing. They've got like James McAvoy's in it, Cap Dennings mm. is in it, um, what's he called? Gollum. Andy Serkis is in it. Um, mm. They've got all different actors just playing different roles. So that's something else. Like, if you could just voice, like, you don't even have to look like them. <laughs> like, obviously, the if, you could, if you could right, be okay. one, yeah. So, like I said, I could, if probably... you could be any role. Mm. Probably. Um... Del Boy. I'd like to do Del Boy. Like my Cockney is is okay part of the time, but it's uh, I'd like I'd like to at least maybe voice him or even play the part of Del Boy. I think that'd be a great a great role to play. I'd never be up to the standard of um David Jason. Yeah. But uh he he's my idol anyway of like performing. I look up to him in any sort of performance aspect because I think he's just absolutely phenomenal and he he's just brilliant. He really is. Like he's comedy genius acting genius and just an all-round all yeah amazing guy he really is and yeah i'd pro probably say um del boy probably del boy yeah. if it's like radio drama or whatever like that yeah yeah it's a two-part question now because it's all about the, the song so do you have like a go-to song if you ever go into an audition and the second one is again if you could do any song and just like just perform on stage to an audience, what would be your favourite song to perform? Oh, not the same song, so, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. My go-to song for an audition. Um, so is... I assume, did you have to put, you had to audition for Bops? So was this a song that you did for Bops or? 
Um, the the second one would be the song I did for Bops, but okay. um, the first song was the one I auditioned for university, and I did it in a lambda exam actually, um, when I was seventeen. Um, but the go-to song for an audition, if I was to like to say for, for like Bops or something like that, because I've never go to an audition in like the West End or whatever with this song unless it actually fitted the character. Yeah. But my go-to song to uh, go for an audition would be a song called Goodbye from Catch Me If You Can. If um, It's based on the, well, it is the story of the film Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Tom Hanks in. And uh, it's one of, one of my favourite shows. I really enjoyed that. Um, I watched it on YouTube because there's no other, like, don't, I don't think it's around anymore. I think it only lasted on Broadway for a tiny bit, or if it was off Broadway. It was one of them. It was near Broadway anyway. Um but uh, yeah, I'd always go for a song called Goodbye, a brilliant song. It goes through um, when he's at the airport being catched and sort of like, well, I, I can't be locked up this, that, the next thing. And then he gets given the job to be part of the FBI and everything, um, or the police, I think it's one of them. Um, so that's the one I go to for just an audition. Um, a song that I'd sing in front of an audience, Being Alive from Company because it's an absolutely stunning and gorgeous song. It really is. It's um, basically about Bobby finding it, just finding out who they really are, knowing that they don't need anyone in their life. They've got themselves. Best thing about them is just to be alive and just be happy with that. It's not just about getting in uh, relationships. If you're being single for the rest of your life, so be it. As long as you're still here, enjoying yourself, that's all that matters. And I think it's a brilliant, gorgeous song. It was, it's, it's the final song that's ever, that's in the show. Um, and yeah, it, I, it always gets me. And it, um, the last time I sang it, it did bring a few people to some tears, whether if that's a good reason or a bad reason, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, I absolutely adore that song. It really, like, you can really play with it and like really act it out. And at the end, it's massive. So yeah, they're they're my two sort of main songs. You have your own YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, because I've subscribed to that. And what do you do oh, on it? Like I've, I've seen you obviously. You did Sea Life, and you've done the Grand Theatre. Is there any? Yeah, um, yeah, I did the Winter Gardens when they uh, celebrated their fortieth, uh, hundred and forty years um, of being open. Um, and I just thought I'll just do a tour of my first ever sort of vlog to open up the channel yeah. and hopefully it might bring a few people in. It did, it did bring quite a few people in. I'm at 70 subscribers at the moment, which mm. is uh, quite good for me because I didn't even think I'd get past 10. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy with how many I've got. I've got a few ideas of where I'm wanting to take the channel a bit, a bit more. It's just finding the time now to do everything. So I did quite a few videos over um, lockdown just to entertain myself a little bit and just to bring some out. Um, probably my favourite one over the lockdown period was when I did um, asking Google out on a date because I thought <laughs> I literally was playing around my phone in the garden and uh, my mum turns me and I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just speaking to Google. And I just asked the, um, Google a load of questions and one of them was like, will you marry me? And they just went, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's legally binding. Like they've, got, they've got legal yeah. people over there. You are technically married now. <laughs> So I just thought, oh, it'd be quite cool to make a, a video of it. So um, I literally just started asking Google a load of questions, trying to make a conversation out of it. And uh, it had some quite funny moments in it. So I was like, this is a good video, really enjoying this. So I might do a, a part two 
of asking Google out, but make it a different like sort of scenario, yeah. make it bit, hopefully a bit more interesting because it's it's been one of the most popular videos so far. Um, yeah. which I'm quite happy with because it, it did it did deserve what it needed because it yeah. was like a lot, of, a lot of time for me, especially I had to screen record the thing and then also ask the questions and it didn't work at one point. I was like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> but um, no, I got quite a few things uh, in, in mind. My main thing that I was going to start doing was, um, and it was just before um, the lockdown was meant to happen, it was um, when, when I was going to see Back to the Future with the, um, everyone else, yeah. Um, from Bops, um, I was going to um, like do a little mini uh, video from there, and uh, because obviously that stopped, I uh, couldn't do it. So my main thing of when we can get out again to see theatre or if it's outdoor theatre or anything, yeah. is to do um, some vlogs from there and do some reviews of the shows and just sort of like give my opinion on it. Um, I mean, especially now, it's going to be a very pos very positive video. Is it really will? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just glad I'm back. <laughs> I mean, it's good to obviously do something like that because I know a lot of people with COVID, I, I've been working since lockdown. So I've been stuck in my house, basically working from home. So mm. it sucks all your creativity out and you can't do anything. So it's mm. nice that you've still been doing creative and keeping active and trying to do different things. Yeah. I've wanted to do this podcast for ages, but I was like, I'm just finally just going to mm. do it. And I yeah. enjoy talking to people and seeing their experiences. And there's, everybody's different. Everyone's unique. So yeah. you're never going to have the same conversation twice, really. Of so it's, it's nice to just get out and talk to people and, like I said, be creative mm. and do stuff. Like the past few weeks of doing this channel, it's, it's been great. Um, I said it's a nice experience and people, like I said, have received quite nice reactions so far. So hopefully it continues. Like I said, with your video, it's always a, like a nice little ego boost and it makes you feel good that people are liking what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. So and I said, yeah. just, just getting out and just staying active and being creative because that's mm. university kind of like said you didn't really like year one I was the same in year three um mm. your creativity gets sucked out of you because you've got everything going on yeah. I didn't want to write anymore and I love writing mm. um I think the only creativity you had was with bops which is a nice little yeah. segue for bops so <laughs> yes <laughs> so bops we are supposed to we sh it's awkward thinking about it because we should have already done shrek now yeah, uh, we'll talk about the other day, and it was like, imagine if n no nothing happened, we'd be doing Shrek. We'll be getting ready to go and do King Kibbe. probably rehearsing it in our head to obviously get ready for it. Mm. But um, what was your ex was what was the worst part about when lockdown happened? Was it you know you're not going to do Shrek? Was it work or what? I think it was. Well, I think it was both really because work was the main thing because obviously that's how I get my wages and like I enjoy work. A lot of the time um so that was a bit of a downer but the biggest downer probably was shrek because we were literally a week away and then we it, it never happened which yeah. is probably the worst part of it because we were literally the week of band call which was the sun the sunday yeah and after that sunday we're in and that's it we're off and literally was so excited about it and it, it just just having it taken away was just sort of like that's really annoying it really is and it's got nothing to do with bops or whatever, anyone it's just obviously because we, we couldn't do it it's, it's not right like if yeah. this is all happening then we we don't want to make this situation worse but um yeah it was it was very very sad that we all went together doing that thing um, that we would all enjoy doing 
Yeah. So yeah, but it's we'll, uncertainty we'll, we'll all, all as well, I guess, because like mm. so we didn't know until obviously it all happened. It was like, are we going on? Are we getting cancelled? Like, what's going on? Are we still going to perform? And then obviously yeah. it officially got cancelled. Then it's like, are we going to come back? Like, is it just going to be completely wiped and we're not going to do it? And luckily, it's been rescheduled mm. for next year as well. I think in September yeah. time. Um, I think so. Yeah. So looking forward. It's two shows next year, which is hopefully looking forward yes. to. Do you still know all your lines? Finish one show and then straight <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you still remember all your lines and your songs? And have you been practicing uh, still? Or I actually haven't. No, but I, I think I could probably blag it. I think I yeah. could, could do all right. <laughs> It yeah. probably won't turn out how it was rehearsed, but I think you yeah. can get away with it. <laughs> uh, but obviously, um, for people who don't know, obviously you're going to be Donkey in Shrek yeah. next year. What's mm-hmm. been like the most joyful, like the best part about the, being that? Like, did you do any research before? Did you go off Eddie Murphy or go completely different? Yeah. No. Uh, you see, when I when I do my performing, I try not to follow anyone. Yeah. Like, I watch them. But as soon as it comes to me doing it, they're straight out of my head and it's straight to how I see Donkey. Yeah. Because if you if you don't do it the way you do it, it's not as enjoyable. Like if you're literally copying someone else doing it, then you're never going to have any any fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times where I had to ask um, Neil, the director, to um, you know, if, if I could do these certain things just to add in to make it entertaining for me especially. Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, just do, just do anything that you can. But obviously stick to the script as much as you can because that's what we're doing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But um, there's bits where I can just literally easily just like bring in a little ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of my favourite things that I do in Act 1. Literally just like get it out of that way. <laughs> Uh, so one thing, obviously it's a community as well. So it's obviously it's not just a mm. performance. It's obviously people as well. Yeah um obviously do you still talk to anybody from there has it just been like because obviously it's lockdown it's just been Mm. no contact we have the group on facebook and that that's literally Mm. it so you go to see these people five months every week and then all of a sudden it's just gone (laughs) Mm. yeah so yeah um i've spoken I've, i've not really spoken to many people um but like a few times on my uh on my um uh, statuses on Facebook, I get a few likes on things yeah. or like comments from people from Bops. Um, so it's quite nice just to have that because it, at least they still remember who yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's nice to talk to them that way because um, it's obviously showing that we have still the same sort of thoughts on things. Yeah. Um, it's nice just to like know that they're okay as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to really enjoy it when we're all back together, which it's going to be awkward, though, because we're all not able to be next to each other whenever mm. it does happen, because th- I think that's what's going to happen. Or unless if it's going to be like this over like a video call. Um, that's one thing I, I don't mean, understand. Even, you've, you've got all of this now. Like, I don't understand. Like, you could have even done a get together over Zoom and like do it. Yeah. I think we did one sing along thing, didn't we? Uh, right at the start of lockdown on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, I don't understand why. Maybe obviously people just get busy, and then obviously everyone's back at work now, so yeah. it's got a bit of normality. Yeah. It's harder. Yeah. yeah, but 
I said it's a but, nice um, community of people and oh definitely did you look at any other amateur dramatics in Blackpool or was it just like Nigel just went this is Bops join Bops don't go anywhere else <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a, a, a bit of that yeah um, but obviously uh, it was my decision on who I wanted to go with um, I looked at, at um, a few things that uh, Bflop did and I liked it I really did like it um, I don't know. It was the, it was the shows that they were putting on that I, I didn't think I would be suited for because that's what I do when I go to theatre. I like do I would I be suited in that? Yeah. A lot of the time, I'm a bit sort of like I'm not sure because I was going to go for Boogie Nights, but I was like that's going to probably clash a lot with Shrek, and I don't want that to happen because I'm so far in Shrek right now. If I start a new project. I might get a bit sort of wound up with myself and getting quite a big temper and like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> but, um, you just want yeah, to turn I, up in I, a donkey suit Bob... halfway through Boogie Nights. <laughs> yes. Frog's <laughs> <laughs> it. crazy doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think Bops stole my heart because I saw my first ever production that they did of the 100 years um, anniversary of the Titanic and they did that at the Grand Theatre, obviously, because that's their home. Um, and absolutely loved every moment of it. And I was like, this is a great company. It felt literally like it was a professional show. It really did. And then about two years before joining, because I think Priscilla was after Maiden Dagenham. Um, and Maiden Dagenham was directed by Emma Norman, uh, who is now... Uh, well, who is part of the um, like society and directing of um, Christie's. Okay, Christie's, um, yeah. Who is uh, also an, yeah, who is also another amazing company as well. They're, they're brilliant. That, that society, that, they, so, like, so many professional people there. Like, it feels like it is another professional show, even though yeah. it's all Amdram. And, um, and it was Maiden Dagenham that sort of started to make me feel like, I kind of like this sort of thing of the Andram societies because when I was in uni, I was a bit sort of like, I'll never join Andram. I'll never join Andram because it's going to change me and I don't want that to happen. It was going to change everything I've learned. And because I got that stuck in my head, I was like, I'm never going to do it. And then Nigel came along and said, oh, um, we need guys for Priscilla. And obviously I said, I couldn't do that. But when I knew that the, uh, the show after Priscilla was going to be Hello Dolly, I really wanted to be in Hello Dolly. So I thought, I'll go and audition for that then. And uh, so I did. And um, after that, I was like, I don't think I could go anywhere else now, unless there's something else or if there's another one they, that, that there was a show that I really wanted to do, then I would obviously probably leave Bops. If there, if there wasn't anything for me in that one, I'd leave Bops, Bops for that year and then go and do that show. Then most likely just go back to Bops again, depending on what the shows they're doing. But um, yeah, I, don't, I, I think I'm more loyal, especially to Bops, because I find them very professional it's like Christie's as well. If, I, if, if they do a show in the future that I really would like to be a part of, and hopefully I'm part of it maybe, um, I'd go and join them. But yeah. I think there's, it's going to take a lot for me to change my mind on Bops because they are such a great company and everyone's so nice and caring. And um, This is your second so, production so as well with Bops. You've only been yeah. doing Amjan for two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. besides, obviously, uh, your studies... Um, but like I said, Hello Dolly, you're like, I really want to do Hello Dolly. Did 
obviously I was just happy just being part of the company. I auditioned just for the experience. Mm. Did you audition for like Barnaby yeah. or? I auditioned for Barnaby. Yeah. Um, I knew I wouldn't get it because um, a newbie going into Amdram um, probably wouldn't stick well. Maybe they would want to know that there's someone that they can easily put up front yeah. knowing that they know their lines straight away. Um, I fluffed up the um, the audition for Barnaby's lines a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Oh, I was literally, it, was, it was that line <laughs> that I just couldn't get in, and I was like, "Oh, holy, holy!" And I was like, "I don't know when it is. I don't know when it is. Help me, somebody!" <laughs> and um, I think it was that that made me sort of think, "I'm not getting this role." But even to be honest, I didn't care that about not getting a main role in the end yeah. because I was I was a bit upset with it because I was like, "Oh, it's a shame," because I, I tried my best. But um, when I actually got part of the ensemble, finding that I was doing a hell of a lot more than what I would have been doing yeah. with Barnaby if I would have got him, um, I, I found that more enjoyable because I could literally do anything. You, when you're in the ensemble, you could create your own character and create your own story and everything. You could literally do anything with it and it, it's yours to take. You, you could make it incredible and be out like, stand out more than anything if you wanted it to which is why i like um ensemble a, a lot i do enjoy that a lot i do enjoy doing roles because it makes it, it brings my acting out and showing what i can do with my um, acting skills but um, when it comes to just sort of like i just want to i just want to dance yeah then that's where my ensemble skills kick in as well because i'd say i'm a good ensemble performer but anyone can be a good ensemble performer if they put their mind to it. Because everyone, it is, everyone was following you in the dances, so I think you're doing okay. Are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the front, I was like, what's Fraser doing? Are we doing this bit? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just to make sure was, where we are. Yeah, I was put, put at the front a lot for most of the stuff, and I wasn't even, like, forcing myself to the front. I was forcing myself to the back. Fraser, like, come to the front. It's like... <laughs> 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 but like I said, I just no, doing the company. It was great. Mm. Like, the ensemble, like first year mm. back after, I think it was like 10 years on stage for me because I yeah. obviously had a kid and then obviously, mm. um, obviously raising her. Then I went back to university for like two, three years. I had been on stage since college in like 2009. So mm. it was like 10 years and it God. was like, yeah. just being back on the stage. I don't know if obviously I'm quite an emotional person. I cried mm. like, Final curtain. Yes, you did. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I cried first night and last night. And it was just yeah. <laughs> emotion just being back on stage. Like, it's something I've mm. wanted to do for ages. I don't care if I'm the main character or I did it. Like, this is something I wanted to do for ages. Mm. I came back, I did it, and I was back on stage. And like you said, sometimes emotion just takes over. And it, yeah. was, it was a beautiful experience. Like, I've always oh, loved it because it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're in a beautiful theatre as the Grand Theatre as well. Like that, it it's nice when literally looking out at the audience. That's something that I love as well. Because even though to us the audience aren't really there, because out there where we're looking is the rest of the set that we're thinking it is. That's the world that we're in. Whereas just knowing that there is some some people out there, people out there watching us and enjoying what we're doing is it's what I like. I like to know that people are getting entertained from the things that we do, which is the main thing. And uh, I, I'm going to have to say, I, I agree with you when you said you, um, you had some tears um, when you got back to it after nine years, um, 10 years, 
Um, it's definitely when we get back to it next year, I, I think there's going to be a lot of tears, yeah. <laughs> especially from me anyway. There'll be no makeup left. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh God, especially yeah. when we do Shrek, yeah. it, if like, so if it's September, it will be a whole year since we started. So obviously when it's finished, it's going to be a unique experience, like doing like all of Shrek, then doing all of Kinky Boots, putting Kinky Boots on, mm. and then going back to Shrek. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just sort of like, I wonder what they're going to do. If, um, like, because we've done that, would we need to start early again to make sure that we do remember it? Or we're going to have maybe like a two month break and then when it hits maybe June, July, maybe start then and then get back into Shrek and make sure, see how much of the, um, the show we know. Um, yeah. I mean, we probably might know a lot of it. Like we've got all the videos saved of all the dance routines and all the other stuff that we need to know. So it shouldn't hopefully be that long to. It's one of those like riding a bike. As soon as you're back on stage, it just comes to you. Like if I tried oh, to yeah. do now my lines, I'd be like, Bleh. but then when you're on stage and you're there in the part, it's just like you're on. Mm. Like you just remember the dances. Like I could probably mm. do. It takes a woman if we went back on stage now. Not not mm. as good, oh, but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, it's just one of those, like I said, it's riding a bike. As soon as you're, you're on the stage again, it all comes to you. Mm. That's my worst fear of being on stage and forgetting everything. Like Before I go on in the curtains cup, I'm like, I forgot what I'm supposed to do. I forgot what I'm supposed to do. I forgot what I'm supposed to do. Then all of a sudden it goes, and it's like, and it just goes. Yeah. It's a strange one because the nerves are there. And as soon as the curtain goes up, it's done. I don't know. Do you get the same or? Do you get like, no, yeah. do you have any like routines or anything you do before every show that you do or like, um, just to calm yourself? I, or? I do sometimes where um, I don't speak to people before a show. Mm-hmm. Like if people start talking to me, I'm like, please do this before I get changed. Because as soon as I start getting changed into the costume, I'm like, just leave me alone. Just let me get into a bit of a zone of mm-hmm. sort of like to calm myself down. Um especially if it's a character that needs to be sort of say if they're not very like liked or anything like that it's got to be something completely different to yourself like you've got to get into the mindset and the mentality yeah you've got to get in the mindset so like um one thing that i knew from um broadway's dear evan hansen ben platt always had to shut himself away from everybody he'd always be in his room and no one would be allowed to be in there he has to be by himself without the whole, t- whole time before the show. And literally that first moment that you see him on the stage, that will be the first time that everyone from the cast will be seeing Evan that day. Because yeah. they, like, if they see, if Evan and they see him, each other, they'll start becoming, oh, hi, hi, hi. And it will just ruin everything of what Evan's supposed to be doing because he's supposed to be sort of a shut-away person and sort of... It's massive going straight anxiety into waving through a window as well. Mm. Like. Exactly. Like, you're supposed to be like, no one's taking any notice of you. Well, that's, that's how he, they do it. They sort of shut him away so that no one is taking any notice of him. Like, even mm-hmm. if they do see um, Ben or any of the characters who play Evan, they literally just take no notice of them and just walk straight past them until the end of the show. And they literally just give each other a massive hug at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I like that's that's how I sort of that's my sort of routines like just leave me alone and just sort of like let me do my breathing exercises and just warms ups and everything um 
I also start get, sometimes I get a bit panicky, especially when they say five minute call. I'm like, five minute call, five minute call. Right, have I got everything? Have I got everything? <laughs> but, um, oh, my pants on. Yeah, we're okay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was once actually that I actually didn't have um, the braces on for um, Waiter's Gallop for the second act. And I had plenty of time. But as soon as it was like, this is your um, five minute call, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to leave. Literally about to walk out, and I could just feel my trousers slowly falling down. I was like, why is that happening? And I looked, I was like, the braces. <laughs> so I had to leg it back in and get the braces and put them on and then literally leg it down. And um, it still had time to even before I went on, but it, that, was a, that was a time. It really was. I really just didn't, it just didn't remember. Some of the quick yeah. changes though in that show, like so you had oh. about so many in Act 1 when you had to go to the jungle, like the, the weightlifter. Yeah, the, yeah jungle the caveman weightlifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hated that costume. Absolutely hated that costume. <laughs> Everyone else really liked it. And I was just all like, well, you wear it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how do you see it going in the future for theatre? Because like you said, you don't know what's going to happen. We're hoping everything's going to be fine and everybody's going to go to the theatre or? I think, I think they'll be okay. I think it might take a bit, like, especially right at the beginning, with the amount of people who are theatre-goers, like hardcore theatre-goers like myself and you, we'll probably be the ones that keep it going at the beginning. Uh, it might, depending on what new things they bring in and everything, it might just die down a little bit. But as long as it starts at the beginning, and, every, and it's literally like, well, when, when I say full house, I mean full house to the social distance guidelines, yeah. if that happens nearly every single show after they can fully open and do normal normality sort of stuff again, then I'm, I'm very sure that I think it'll be fine. I, yeah. I think, I think it'll all get back to normal. It'll take a hell of a long time before it actually all kicks off again and just be back to where it was, especially with musical theater and plays because it'd be a long time since they've been in shows. They'll have to make sure that they do know what they've been doing again still. Um, but I think probably through doing that with them, about maybe three months rehearsal for a, a play, but then it's going to like take nine months for an actual musical to get set up again because yeah. of all the dance routines you need to remember and everything. If it's a, if it's a, um, a musical where it's got like a, not so many characters in it and, not a lot of dance routines it probably won't be as bad but they need to get make sure they get used to everything their voices need to make sure they are used to it again because they've not done a lot of everything um, it's like me like I've just got back and like done everything I can normally do but my voice is sort of like you need to stop talking you're just <laughs> you're oh, yeah. using me too much it's been but, rested um, for like four months just obviously not doing anything yeah, yeah yeah it's not actually done what it would normally do through throughout all that time because I got into a pattern where I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how my, I, like, my voice needs to go, this, that, next thing. And then I can just belt out a song um, when I go to bops rehearsals and everything. Yeah. But if I, if I was to do that now, I probably wouldn't even be able to get one like note out. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, ah! <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm positive about it. But the only thing is it's, it, it will take a hell of a long time. It really will. Which is going to be a shame, but it, it, it's needed what it, it is needed, really. I can't wait to get yeah. back and actually just watch something live again. That's going to be 
mm. the experience when we finally do it. We'll usually go to, I don't, I don't know if you've watched uh, the other podcast with Jason at the end, I usually do like a, um, a quick fire questions round kind of thing. Okay. They're just about favorites and stuff. So, um, mm. what would be your f- favorite movie? God. See, when Jason said spot. this, I was thinking, God, he's going to ask me this question as well. I'm like, because I, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm actually stuck <laughs> on um, um, so I, I mean, likely... my, sec- my person that I did ju- just before yourself, um, he named five. So the pressure's on now. He went, I've got a top five. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go for top five. <laughs> I've got a top 100. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'd probably say Hook. Um, with Robin Robin Williams in because it's always been a favourite of mine. I'd, al- I'd always watch it every Christmas and I absolutely loved that film. It always is one of my favourites. So, yeah, I'll probably say Hook. Dustin Hoffman's amazing. Isn't it? So that's probably one of my favourites. Oh Surprisingly, yes. it's one of my favourite Spielberg films. Like, thinking of Spielberg, yes. you have E.T. and Jurassic mm. Park and all of that. Like, Hook, I'd happily I was never watch a big all fan the time. Of Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, I was never a big fan of Jurassic Park, yeah. No, it's like, can't say that. Mercedes is like one of her favourite films. We've got all the pop figures downstairs of all the dinosaurs oh, and all the characters. Of course you do. <laughs> so, I mean, all my pop figures now, I only have a certain few on display. Like, I've got two from Parks and Rec there, and then I've got a few mm. downstairs, but um, she won't let me have them on display, so half of them are in the loft. So we have to alternate them. Um, compromise, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> do you have, like, a favourite... Um, there's two part favourite band and then a favourite singer. Favourite band and favourite singer. My band would have to be Queen. Absolutely love Queen. Um, favourite singer. You can't say Freddie Mercury now. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Ooh. See, I don't have many favourite singers. Yeah. I do. I like list. I like listening to them and everything. Um, I like some of Niall Horan's stuff. I like yeah. it. I like, I've been listening to him quite a lot recently, especially, um, I've not listened to his second album yet, but I've listened to his th- uh, first album, definitely, and I love every single song that's on there. So, yeah, I'll probably say Niall Horan. Probably my uh, favourite member of the One Direction band I actually cared about, really, because he was very down-to-earth. He didn't seem to be as wild as the other four. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, th- I, I prefer him. And I do like Irish singers as well. I think they're quite cool. Oh, you say one of my favourite bands of all time, like Westlife. Like back in the day, Westlife were just amazing. Yes. Um, yes. Do you have like a um, a favourite song? Uh, we're going to do this again, just to throw a two-parter in there. I love mm-hmm. two-parters. Favourite actual yeah, song. I say actual song, like a favourite song, and then a favourite song from a musical. Oh, okay. So, like, normal favourite song and then... Yeah, like, from a band to an artist and then, yeah, a show song. A show tune, okay. shall we say. Um, I'll start with the um, my favourite song from an artist. It's probably going to be One Step at a Time. What One Step at a Time by Michael Ball when he did the Eurovision Song Contest for um, the UK. Um I don't know how well he did. I think he did all right. I don't think he did amazingly well. But then again, the UK has never done really amazingly well since the book biz, really. So, um, yeah. but um, yeah, I think that song's my favourite from an artist. And favourite musical song has probably got to 
be hmm probably a song from finding neverland called um stronger it's the last song before the the um interval and um it's where jay and barry meets um in his mind because he's asleep he's he's dreaming about all this trying to make a new show because the first show if you know the movie wasn't a success then he starts creating peter pan in his mind because of the um the um the family that he's met and um in his mind in the show he goes and meets some a character that would be classed as an arch enemy and in his mind the arch enemy was captain hook so you have the person who is playing the um the owner of the theater um, who was played by uh, Kelsey Grammer and he comes out in Hook's costume and then <clears throat> they start doing all the, the, the this songs of like um, you've got to live by the hook um, so which makes him think oh Captain Hook would be a good idea for a baddie in Peter Pan and then they start saying oh but I don't think I could cr- create this, sh- um, this show as with you in it and then they start thinking oh you've got to think it's stronger and bigger and everything and it's it's a credible song and it's a great it's a great sing as well and especially when uh, Matthew Morrison does it really well as well so yeah I think um, Stronger from Finding Neverland is probably one of my favourites from a show Do you have a favourite TV show? Favourite TV show is The Umbrella Academy I haven't watched it yet oh, Have you not? No, oh. I, I've still got like half of the boys to watch on Amazon and then I've still got like, right. Umbrella Academy to watch as well there's that hmm. many shows nowadays I just tend mm. to rewatch shows I've already watched because that's the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you've got about five different new shows to watch. It was like, which one do you want to watch? I'm going to watch Psych for the third time, which is what I'm currently doing. Um, do you have a favourite actor? Again, two parts. <laughs> do you have like a favourite television, like film actor, and then a favourite stage performer actor? Probably. Um... I mean, it's very hard, this one, because you don't really see him as much. But um, it goes with the uh, favourite TV show as well. But The Mandalorian, I, I loved The Mandalorian. And I think that's one, of, with, alongside um, the uh, Umbrella Academy, uh, Mandalorian is probably one of my favourites. Um, but my favourite actor is, I think he's called Pedro, I think he's called. Is he called Pedro? Oh, the guy the who plays the Mandalorian. Plays, yeah, the main guy who plays Mandalorian. So, yeah. yeah, I like him. I think he's very good because um, you like you don't see his face at all, but you do believe that you like you don't want to cross him, sort of thing. Like he, he seems like your ass if you saw him dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like it's like it'd be very hard, especially because you could literally just like be behind that mask and just don't even care about anything. But you could just be like the most dead ass person ever, yeah. and. Um, like I just found I found him very interesting to watch, and I'm kind of yeah I'm kind of um, looking up to him, what the things that he's done and everything. I've not seen any other things, but I'm gonna definitely look into the, the, the stuff that he's done See what to like uh, about get more idea and stuff done. like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't I don't want to actually say anything just in case anyone else hasn't watched it, but um, especially the final episode, um, I really enjoyed that because a certain thing that happens, I was like, oh, wasn't expecting that to happen. I was getting an inkling of what it, it was going to happen, but I was a bit sort of like, okay. Yeah, again, it's one of those I haven't watched as well, unfortunately. Have you not? <laughs> again, it's on my list. Um, I, I enjoy Star Wars. Like, I'm not like a massive Star mm. Wars fan. Like, 
I'm one of those that I really enjoy. Like my favorite Star Wars film is Revenge of the Sith because it's got the best fight scene out of all mm. of them. Like the fight on the volcano, people shout at me because I don't know the name of the place. I can't remember. But um, Mustafa. Pardon? Mustafa. Yeah, like the big fight yeah. at the end with the volcano is just yeah, unreal, yeah. and it's just that scene. And then I just obviously seen Baby Yoda in the background as well. So yeah, like Baby yeah. Yoda's in the background. Baby Yoda is great. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do it. Yeah. I say, all of a sudden, it just came out of nowhere. It was like, all of a sudden, hmm. it's like, here's baby Yoda. And it's like, everybody's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so with the actors, do you have like a favourite stage actor? Like, I love Lucy Jones. So she was at Legally Blonde at the Grand Theatre in Blackpool. So I was like, I'm going to go see hmm. that. And then she was sick, so she wasn't on. So I was like, for God's sake. So that, that tarnished it a little bit. But then I went to go see Waitress at the West End, mainly because of Lucy Jones, because I think she's incredible and her voice is amazing. So mm. is there a show, like, if you knew an actor was in it, even if you didn't know the show, would you go watch it? Like, um, is there a particular yes, actor um, that's like, I want to see everything that he does because they're amazing? It would be Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Like, he... I went to see Hamlet and it wasn't live. So I don't never saw it live, but it was the um, view cinema screenings of the shows when they did yeah. Shakespeare and everything. And I was like, I've never really watched many Shakespeare stuff. So I'm going to have a go at um, Hamlet. So me and my mum went down to see Hamlet because we're very big fans of Benedict Cumberbatch anyway. But um, he is phenomenal as a stage actor. He really is. He's superb. Like, yes, he's good as um, a movie actor, but when he does his Shakespeare, he's unstoppable. He really is. He's so, so good at it. He's got a very good stage like he, presence. He just takes Oh, definitely. Over, yeah. yeah. And, like, the one that we went to see, especially, he, it was very comical in areas. And he, he, he stole it. He really did. He, he was brilliant. I couldn't, like... See, I don't like watching the main characters a lot. I like watching everyone else that isn't that was more below yeah. the main characters because I, I enjoy watching them a lot. That's why I like um, ensemble most of the time because it's interesting on what they're doing, like get them to stick out more than the actual main yeah. cast themselves to sort of show that look, we we can do our stuff as well as as well as the they can do it. But there was no one that I felt was as strong as Benedict in Hamlet. Because he, he just he just took it away. He really did. He was just brilliant. And uh, yeah, I think he's probably one of my favourites. And main, and also mainly because of in um, film as well. As he well. Was, yeah, and Sherlock. I've, I haven't never actually seen Sherlock. I've only Sherlock seen one episode. Thing. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. It's but, good uh, as well no, because he's... each episode is like a mini film because they're like an hour, an hour and a half long. Mm. So it's like a mini film each episode. It's only like three or four of a season. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, each on him and Martin Freeman play the roles perfectly. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, was there any other questions that I had? I'm trying to think back to other ones because I try and make it obviously unique to yourself as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. with Jason, obviously it's like Pokemon and stuff like that because he's done all of that stuff. So <laughs> That's um, quite an interesting one actually because I'm not a big um, Pokemon or card collector. Um, yeah. it, I don't know, it got, it got me sort of in, into it a little bit. I was all like, this is actually quite interesting. So, he's a very yeah, captivating quite... person, Jason. Like he, oh yeah, like that's why I've been friends with him like twenty years. He can just—I mm. think a lot of people have said you can watch his videos 
and you're just happy that he's getting these big pulls. He's a, he's a likable mm. person and he's, and like I said, he's got high energy and everybody just wants to see him and it's just... Mm. He's yeah. got the right attitude for theater for um, YouTube as well. Definitely, he's um, yeah. he's def he's definitely going to go like growing his um, his channel, especially. So, it's yeah. go I'm going to look forward to watching where he goes next. Perfect, yeah. Uh, do you want to shout out to your Instagram pages and your YouTube's like tag where to follow you and? You can follow me on my Instagram at uh, Frazzle Monday. Um, it shouldn't be that hard to find Frazzle Monday and it's all one word I think or you might have a hyphen underneath it um, and then my YouTube channel is just Fraser Monday so uh, yeah go and check it out um, be nice to have more views and subscribers and yeah subscribe if you do enjoy it and um, there will be definitely a lot more videos coming so yeah I appreciate that thank you yeah that's I've uh, really enjoyed it like I said there's I'm unconscious of the time because obviously we're approaching like it doesn't seem like it's yeah. been like 90 minutes already and it's like mm. we could what? talk for ages it's, it's been an hour yes. and a half it's like 20 to 9 now and we could just keep talking and going and going but I'm like <laughs> yeah. we need to stop at some point <laughs> um, so I will stop it around here but it's been a pleasure like talking to you like, as always like I think oh, you're great you and much. you're a very talented person like I, I can't wait to, like you said you're donkey in like I think it's going to be amazing and that was one of the main points when Shrek stopped I was kind of like well how hard you worked on mm. that and I think it was more disappointed for you and like Eden and all the other people that worked so hard yeah. uh, to do that role and obviously it's been taken away and I think you as well like you've only been doing it two years on amateur dramatics but you've also been doing yeah. it like you've come so far from like Hello Dolly to yeah. like where you are now and I think you're you've got a long way to go as well. Like you are very talented. Like I don't want to like you. make you blush or anything, but like oh, yeah, you yeah. are like, <laughs> I think I envy you a little bit because it, it seems like it comes too easy, like so easy for you as well. Like it's effortless mm. of like what you do. I don't know if that's something you're aware of, but it's what it's just let you know that. It's just because well. of the, um, it just feels natural now because I've been doing it for quite a bit now and yeah. I'm like, I'm still learning. Like, like you never, when when you're in an industry or like a profession that you know very well you're always still learning and as an as a performer i i, I know i'm all right at everything and I, I feel like i'm good at, at things but i'm always finding new ways of doing things and yeah. like just learning more about what i what i'm doing so yeah always there's always a learning curve for everybody and everything and like it, it means everything when you say things like that so thank you very much no, is that so? We'll definitely do it again at some point. I said, with everything coming back to normal, and there's going to be more stories and different developments. So, we'll definitely do it again yeah. in the future because, like I said, it's flown by and we could talk about so much more as yeah. well. So, um, <laughs> I will stop it here. But, um, thank you for joining me anyway. No, no, thank you very much. See you later.